Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the 200th episode of your Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm Laura Molitor, your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast, and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. Well, as I said, today is the 200th episode of this weekly show. Uh, I thought I might celebrate that milestone a little by recapping some of the recurring themes we've covered during the episodes of this broadcast. I'd say these are some of my favorite key spiritual guide points, ones that I tend to come back to um, in order to find clarity and focus and feel progress and healing. It's not an exhaustive list by any means. It's just some resonant ideas that come to mind to me again today. Let's start with that key thought about staying in the moment. It does seem kind of cliche and like an obvious one, but it really is very, very powerful. Staying in the moment is about recognizing that that moment is enough, that it's full, and that it's powerful for us. It means we're refusing to fill this moment with yesterday's regrets and ruminations, It means we shut off the pull to fear for our future or to even outline what it might be, should be, won't be, could be. Staying in the moment is staying present in the present. So it's about not thinking about the past and the future, and it is about consciously being in this moment, awake to what it has to offer, what God has to tell us, what inspiration may appear. One of my favorite passages from the Bible is, Be still and know that I am God. It's a calming direction from divine love, from a governing goodness, to stop the human knowing of things, the doubting, the arguing, and simply and humbly be present with God and for his higher purpose. When I've really listened to this verse, take in the present moment as it is, open to what it has to offer. I've felt a sense of release and relief. That's led to peace and also often to some sense of awareness or guidance that helped me move forward or heal in some way. That being alive to the moment also is a way of entering into one of my next highlighted ideas today, newness, refreshment, renewal. It's essential and healing and absolutely right for us to start each day with a sense of newness. I've always liked the idea that we can start with a blank page every day. We can write our life going forward, especially the way we choose to think as well as to act. We can write a new chapter, a whole new book. Our yesterdays may seem to play into who we are, but they really don't define the potential for our lives or the readiness we can and should have, to be surprised. We can write our own story, but I find it much better to choose to accept the blank page, to know that it means a clear space for wonderful things to transpire, and then to leave it to God to write that next chapter. Our limited vision can see only so many options for how that story goes. God's vision, his artistry, and his loves see so much more grander possibilities, and the right ones for us at the right time. And another insight to remember is that this story is not all about what we humanly do. It's about a daily discovery of who we are 
and why we are, what we are, we can awake to the fact that we're on a spiritual journey. We may go over here, over there, meet these people, have these various jobs and experiences. We may think we failed at this or we should have done that. But in truth, we're on a spiritual journey. And these spiritual journeys, because they're governed by God, are progressive. We're growing in understanding, humility, compassion. We're awakening to what we value, the things we love, what's important to us. We're gaining wisdom. We're deepening our sense of the importance of what is truly enduring and substantial over what is just materially pleasing or luring. We are, with each step on our straight or our winding path, gaining a greater awareness of life, of the true qualities of that life, and of who we are in it. And that leads to my next point. Who are we in life? Well, we're unique and we're uniquely wonderful. To compare or envy is to lose the rich glory of being you. We need to stop letting that mortal mind see our flaws and others' value and instead allow God, our higher mind, to instruct us in just why he loves us, why he created us to be who we are. And we can awaken to a more loving, kind awareness of ourselves, treating ourselves with love and also recognizing that we're best in the world when we're authentic in it, when we are who God made us to be, without apology, with a, certainly an earnest desire to be our best selves, and then we fill our niche in a way that harmonizes with the world, that brings it the one thing that only we can bring, our presence, the way we live our lives, and that makes the earth sing with our presence. Be true to you. Don't be afraid to be you and stop propping up your mistakes and various quirks as sort of almost badges of dishonor for yourself. Instead, see who you really are, or at least begin to open your eyes to what God sees of you, your good, mo- good, your good motives, your, your humor, your gentleness, your fervor, whatever makes you particularly and uniquely and wonderfully special, your good heart. See that, live it and love it. And that leads to freedom, which is probably one of my highest values and another theme that comes up often for me. What brings us freedom? It's certainly laws that are just and right. It's also that inner awareness of our right to feel free, even when all the circumstances are not perfect. Freedom to me is a feeling of limitlessness. It starts with releasing fears that always get us feeling in bondage. It isn't always easy to let go of these bonds, of course, but if we can continue to realize that freedom is our right, spiritually, it belongs to us, then we can let go of some of those things that keep us feeling burdened, like a feeling that we have to be in control of everything. Having total control is not freedom, even if we think it is. It's a responsibility. It's a load on us. It requires we're always alert and that other, others rely on us and we must always be ready. Giving up the control Releasing that sense of personal responsibility for every moment of our lives and those of others sets us free to be under the control of a higher power, greater wisdom, and also to learn that great lesson of trust. Feeling suspicious, doubtful, not freedom. As we can trust God more as well as others and ourselves, as we can begin to trust the moment to be still in it, we can feel true freedom. 
This isn't a release of control that brings chaos. It's one that gives us peace and allows harmony to reveal itself. Not because we've manipulated our lives to be harmonious, but because God's design is harmony. And we're a vital part of that, but we're not the controller of it, the keeper of it. And the final thought for today is that wonderful idea of gratitude. We can take that earlier thought I shared and revise it to say, be still and be grateful. Being consciously grateful for what we have and see, small or great, as well as grateful for those spiritual qualities that are in constant existence, like love and truth and goodness, is truly healing. It transforms a thought that feels like a victim or is angry or doubtful to one that is beginning to see good and to also then therefore be ready to receive more good. I'm truly grateful for each one of you. I am grateful that inspirations have been there to guide me each week of the last 200 of them to share some content with you that I hope was helpful. I'm really pleased that you're joining me to listen. I'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or questions or want to talk more. You can always reach me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.